0: All right, welcome to another episode of the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. Kyle Bogie, Mike Sullivan, also uh, have our guy Matt Kowales, who has just done an incredible job uh, looking at some of these games, breaking down numbers, trying to find some interesting prop bets, and just flat out hitting on them. I mean, obviously, Monday Night Football, uh, Lions-Packers, it was just – uh an In infuego evening for Mr. Koalas. he had over 49 and a half, Aaron Jones over 91 and a half total yards, Aaron Jones anytime touchdown score, TJ Hawkinson over five and a half receptions, TJ Hawkinson touchdown, Tanyan touchdown, Jamal Williams touchdown, the only one that he actually missed on, which Lions probably should have handed him the ball on one of those touchdowns. But regardless, Lions end up losing I had Packers minus 11 and a half. It did get interesting there uh, at the end. And I'm sure that was the only reason that you were actually watching the game. But either way, whether it's some of the articles that we have on Detroit Sports Betters, uh, whether it's some of the analysis, some of the tweets, some of the stats, the live betting, uh, props, all of it. Make sure you check out the Facebook group, Detroit Sports Betters. You can also follow them uh, on Twitter. We also have an Instagram just wherever you can find it. Detroit Sports Betters uh, is out there with information to help you. And all of it, by the way, is presented by uh, our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is the easiest sportsbook app that you can possibly use. It's DraftKings Sportsbook app, and we've been so happy to be partnered with them and working with them over the last year or so. So I want to at least get into this week because – Uh, A a tremendous week for Detroit sports betters, and we want to continue that momentum into this football weekend. And we might as well – look, I'll mention the Thursday night football game this week on NFL Network just because I know you're all going to be watching, even though it's probably not going to be a very good football game. But we're all sick, so, of course, we're watching it, right? You have the Houston Texans playing host to the Carolina Panthers. That's right, the Fighting Sam Darnolds. Uh, in Houston against the one-and-one Texans. And kind of an interesting line. It opened up as Carolina minus four and a half. It is now out to seven and a half. And, look, I am not somebody who is going to sit here and break down. Well, they have a great defense, there is an excellent pass rusher here. This is quarterback on quarterback. I pretty much just look at the lines, and if it gets past a certain point, uh, I'm going to go with it. So the fact that it's crossed seven, uh, and been bet out three points in favor of Carolina. I will blindly take the Houston Texans if I were going to bet it. I would just say Texans plus seven and a half. Close my eyes and, and hope for a potential cover. Don't love it. Carolina's actually looked really good uh, in the first two weeks, but just an odd minus four and a half. Now it's over that touchdown threshold. Are we overanalyzing? We very well could be, but that's okay. It is what it is. Um, we'll keep it local. Uh, As we go and look at the college football slate, a big Saturday. Michigan, 330 kick at home against Rutgers. You also have Michigan State at home against Nebraska. Michigan is favored by 20 and a half. So Michigan has to go out there and win by three touchdowns. And Michigan has actually been a cover machine so far. They've covered every single week, each of their first three games. And they've really done it by a long shot. Um, Including, I think, one or two of them that have been covered at the half. So Michigan, I think continues that momentum against the Rutgers t- team that I just simply don't believe in. I also got to believe Michigan is going to be incorporating a little bit more of the pass as teams start to load up and try and you know shut down or at least limit that running game with Blake Corum uh, and uh, Hassan Haskins, who's just been, it's been a great combo to start this season uh, and you've got to even factor in Donovan Edwards as a guy who, you know, I get it. It was Northern Illinois, but had a couple of touchdowns, uh, the local kid in that game. So Michigan minus 20 and a half. Book it. Don't think about it. Don't sweat it. They're going to cover because that's what they do. That's what they've been doing. And I think it's only going to continue. Now, interesting one, Michigan State right now currently a five-point favorite all via DraftKings Sportsbook against Nebraska, Michigan State back at home in East Lansing. Coming off just a huge win uh, on the road in Miami. I I get it. Miami's probably not very good, but you know what? A ranked opponent on the road. South Beach, humidity, heat. uh, You know, all these factors that could have been at play. And Michigan State handled business, and I love the way Mel Tucker coached that game. Uh, I think Nebraska is brutal. I think Scott Frost is going to have to go. I actually do think that it's a little bit of a weird line, but clearly Vegas is – They're baking in almost a little bit of a letdown from Michigan State. I don't buy it at all. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere, a 7 o'clock kick. Michigan State wins that game by a touchdown, maybe even more, actually, against Nebraska. So, uh, just, again, we're riding with Michigan and Michigan State, really until they burn us, um, because they've just been going out and handling their business, and we might as well make some money off of it uh, while we wait for the Halloween weekend showdown to officially get here in East Lansing uh, shifting over to the Sunday NFL slate. Hmm. I love to go line shopping as you just kind of, you know, you're perusing and looking around and trying to find things that maybe look, uh, just a little bit interesting to you. And one that stands out to me, one o'clock kick in Jacksonville Jaguars. zero two they're playing host to the Arizona Cardinals. Urban Meyer and the team already released a, a statement, essentially apologizing for the first couple of weeks. And, you know they're gonna get it right and blah blah blah. The Cardinals open up as a two and a half point favorite in this game. It's now out to seven and a half, and to me, already a weird line that it opened up at two and a half. The fact that Vegas was just you know dangling it out there, Cardinals minus two and a half feels a little bit too easy, feels a little bit trappy, and now all of a sudden it's out to seven and a half uh, in favor of the Cardinals. On principle, it's crossed that that kind of that seven number for me. I would go Jaguars plus seven and a half, seven and a half. A little bit of a weird line. Line is now just ballooned out. I catch it before it probably starts to even out. Uh, I go Jags plus seven and a half. Sunday, one o'clock kick, at home, in Jacksonville. Uh, a few others that I am certainly going to be keeping my eye on. Uh, just again, weird lines. Uh, New England playing host to the New Orleans Saints. Saints, of course, just you know beat the crap out of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, In week one, they then came right back down to earth. I was on the Panthers in that one, plus three and a half. They ended up winning outright almost by three touchdowns. Uh, Saints, a one-point underdog to open up against the Patriots in New England. Uh, Now out to a three-point underdog against New England. I'll take the points. I'd love the hook at three and a half, but that's okay. I'll go New Orleans plus three. I don't think the Patriots are all that good. Uh, I also think Jameis Winston is going to be able to hit for some big plays, against that new England defense another one that stands out and this one will be a local one as well and well i'm just going to bet against the lions until they end up costing me money honestly um I-, I thought the packers would win by four touchdowns on monday night football they ended up winning by almost three uh covered the spread with relative ease i mean there was one play at the end of the game where it kind of came down to but you know packers ended up taking the care of business in that second half with really a little bit of drama but not all that much drama Ravens in town against the Lions Baltimore opens up as as a seven and a half point favorite it's now out to eight and a half actually uh, in that game I'll take Lamar Jackson and the Ravens coming off of a tremendous game against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football I don't believe in the Lions I think their defense is absolutely horrific Uh, and I I just I can't sit here and act like the Lions are going to be able to keep it close Another interesting, you know, number that I would at least uh, consider in this game is Lions over, Lions-Ravens over 50. I do think there are going to be some points on the board. The Lions aren't going to be able to stop Lamar Jackson, so that's one. And then you look at the other side. I think the Lions' offense is actually okay, but they're going to be pedal to the metal. They're going to be aggressive. Dan Campbell said it this week you know, look, the offense is just going to need to go out there and score points. And that's just a fact of the matter. Um, so I, I get it. I, I would go over 50 and I would go Baltimore minus eight and a half uh, in that football game, which should be very, very interesting uh, to watch. The other game that I'm paying attention to, actually two more that I'm paying attention to, the Bucks open up as a one point underdog in L.A. against the Rams. Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford. That's now flipped. So the Bucs are now a one-point favorite against the Rams. I think Tom Brady and the Rams win that game. I'll take the Bucks minus one. And then the other game that is just, it's too weird not to bet. Um, and I have to, just on principle, even though this is probably a few extra games that I would ordinarily want to do. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings at home playing host to the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks opened as a one-point dog on the road to the 0-2 Minnesota Vikings. It's now out to Seattle, minus two. Um, I get it. Looks a little easy. Oh, my gosh. I can actually get a point. uh, If I'm the Seahawks against the Vikings, feels very much like a trap. I I go Vikings. I'll take the points. Plus two at home. Uh, Just too weird of a line. I'm sorry not to bet that one. So, again, a lot out there. I I I wouldn't bet the Thursday night football game, but, again, if you – are interested in betting it, I would go Houston plus seven and a half. Uh, I would also, games I would bet, Michigan State minus five against Nebraska at home, Michigan minus 20 and a half at home against Rutgers. I would also take Jacksonville at home against the Arizona Cardinals plus seven and a half in that game. I also gave you New Orleans on the road at New England plus three. I'll take the points. Baltimore laying eight and a half against the Lions and over 50 points in that football game and lastly the la rams hosting the bucks one point dog now at home give me tom brady and the bucks to win that football game and also the minnesota vikings at home catching two points from the seattle seahawks should be a really interesting week as it always is in the nfl season but either way make sure you're following detroit sports betters on twitter the facebook group uh, the Instagram page, Matt Koalas has done an unbelievable job of doing a ton of research, getting some great articles out there, giving you guys some player props to pay attention to, and will really be dialed in uh, for every single Lions game this season and trying to offer you guys some good insight, good analysis from a betting standpoint. Matt's been all over it. Just a tremendous week this past week. We'll try to keep it going here on the Detroit Sports Betters podcast, presented by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's send it over to Matt Koalas.
1: Week three of the NFL season is upon us and starts tonight with a Thursday night football matchup as the Carolina Panthers travel to Houston to face off against the Texans. I am Matt Koalas from Detroit Sports Betters. And before we get into everything, I have to shout out our proud partners in DraftKings Sportsbook, where right now, if you sign up using the code DSB, You can make a $1 bet on any game of your choosing and get $150 put into your account. Boom, easy as that. So use it with the code DSB. And again, again, read the promotional rules uh, just so you make sure you get that money put into your account because there are some specifics sometimes. So make sure to read those. And as always make sure to use the code DSB. And I have, to, I have to shout out the community, as always, because about three uh, yeah, three people reached out to me this past week looking for the DraftKings Sportsbook promotional code. So please, if you ever need that, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. My Instagram is is 8 I run the Detroit Batters Twitter as well. So reach out to me on any of those platforms if you ever need anything. And before we get into everything today, I just got to shout out the group, as always, Because this past weekend, I was up at Turtle Creek Casino for a bachelor party, and I actually ran into a DSB member at Turtle Creek Casino. Brad Beals came up to me, said what up. Always great to meet everyone within the community. And honestly, on the way to come do this podcast, I ran into Nathan Preston at the gas station, which was hilarious, just running into people within the group. You know, this group is growing more and more every week. We appreciate your help listening to the podcast um, adding more people to the group, the Twitter, the Facebook, Instagram, Discord, whatever it may be. Detroit Sports Betters would not be what we are without the community that we have and the people within it. So again, as always, guys, I really, really do appreciate it. And we are coming out with some apparel within the next couple of weeks. Nothing crazy. We're going to have some shirts, some hoodies, uh, some some hats. And then also we're going to do koozies that have the DSB logo. And then it's going to say easy money. On it as well because as we know this group helps to make easy money so (laughs) let's uh we'll have that coming going forward which you know i'm pumped up every single week we're going a little bit more we do have the capper duels going on now with the nfl and college if that's something you're interested in and yeah as always man i can't wait to see these group members having the koozie in hand, posting pictures, code DSB, easy money, maybe with uh, Coppercraft whiskey in there. You know what I mean? I know I'll have some in there. Uh, Usually a Bud Light guy, but I'm telling you, the Coppercraft canned cocktails are a very nice switch and change of pace. You can have two or three of those and you are feeling pretty good. Um, But yeah, before, before we get into today's picks and plays, we need to go over the week prior, which wasn't that great. You know, I'm always going to be honest about the podcast and the plays that I gave out. But, you know, we missed on the Steelers play. We missed on the Allen Robinson play, which, you know, when Andy Dalton went down, I kind of knew that was done. It wasn't looking great to begin with, but when he went down, I knew it was over. But if you paid attention to Monday Night Football, I went six in one on Monday Night Football. I gave three uh, two or three plus two hundred plays. I know one was a plus one fifty play. You know, uh, one was a plus one hundred five play with the hawk receptions. So I went six and one in that. Kind of made up for some things. And honestly, I praised God after that, just because I was struggling on the primetime matchups. We picked the winner correct, probably three weeks in a row. But then the spread would creep up or the over under, and man, I was just getting rattled honestly. So I needed that nice six in one day. And again, before we get into everything, I just want to comment on the Detroit Lions because. A lot of people are calling for Dan Campbell to get fired already after two games. And guys, you know, I know I would think this group is pretty good about this because I feel like these are more experienced sports fans. But we are in a rebuild. You know what I mean? We've talked about this on the podcast before. When you're in a rebuild, this is what is to be expected. You know what I mean? This is a first- year coach with a new team in a rebuild we were projected to be the second to last team okay it's all this twitter nonsense people on twitter just want to go viral so bad you know the lions are not a good team you need to not listen to that you need to be understanding fans as to what is going on there's no reason to call for a head coach to be fired we're not supposed to make the playoffs we're barely supposed to win five games So relax, everyone just needs to relax as that fool Aaron Rodgers would say and just sit back and let things happen. We want a top three draft pick. We want a franchise changing player. That is the goal. Not to go 10 and seven, not to go 11 and six, not to go nine and eight, not to go whatever. We want to be bad guys. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's the same thing with the Pistons. We got Cade Cunningham. It's the same process. We just have to go through it. There's no reason to call for a coach to get fired or anyone to get fired for that matter. We have young guys. They need to get reps. Let them get reps. Let them get experience. This is huge for down the road. So I know this group in particular probably is a little bit better about this stuff. But again, I'm just hoping everyone can chill out a little bit, relax on Dan Campbell, give him some time. Two games is not nearly enough. One year is not nearly enough. I'd say two years isn't enough. You need to let the man play out his vision. Okay, that, that's how things go sometimes. And people just get the ax so quick in this league. And I understand because it you, you need to make money. But again, that's just my take on things. I could, I don't know. Yours shouldn't be different if I'm being honest. So let's just get into today's plays. I had to go on my little rant with that because man, I'm not a Twitter guy um i like to talk sports i don't like to try and go viral anything like that like if you notice i don't like i don't even post my picture on that um you know i'm just not really into that i'm just always going to tell you how i feel i'm always going to keep it real and i hope people people appreciate me for it so that's how i feel about the lines and let's get into today's plays okay we're going to start off with the carolina panthers against the houston texans you know not the juiciest game in the world not one i would typically pick you know but i want to give you guys games that are occurring you know Thursday night football is tonight people are going to want to know other people's picks and plays for that so that's what we're going to get into and for the Carolina Panthers against the Houston Texans currently the under is what I like the best and you know I take the under a lot you guys know that but I think this sets up well for kind of a letdown game the Panthers have won two games in a row and honestly two games that we were like, are they going to win those? You know, they they were two nice wins. The Panthers look good, but they are traveling to Houston. I get it. Houston is terrible. They are minus eight. The Carolina Panthers are minus eight on the road, you know, and I just think it sets up good for a letdown. You know, Panthers have a solid defense. They've been getting to the quarterback a lot. And I think this is going to go under. I think this is going to be under 43. I don't really have a score projection, because if I were to take anything, it would be the Texans plus eight. There is a, an old statistic out there with teams at home against the spread who are getting seven or more points. And it, and I'm telling you, if you watch this, if you watch this play out a team that is getting seven at home, seven or more at home hits that spread about 62% of the time. Okay. And if you, I'm telling you, if you watch it play out, it is very correct. You know, so I just side with the the statistics there a lot of the time. And um, (laughs) And uh, so when you are siding with the statistics a lot of the time there, I just don't look at anything else. I just look at the points and I ride with it, okay? And that's honestly, I'm not gonna be betting the spread um, in this game here. Again, I think eight points is a lot, but I, I prefer the under 43 over anything. And I'm sorry about that. That was my dog. Uh, squeaking her toy, you know, I do the podcast on of my office, but um, another play that I like in the Carolina Panthers versus Houston Texans. And again, I think this game is going to be more defensive than people think, you know, it, it is a 43 point point spread, but I like the c over 5.5 receptions. That's minus 130 on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. And I like that because I think Sam Darnold is going to have to check down a little more than expected and in turn, they just run swing passes. They run quick plays. You know, cmac is a, a an incredible route runner for a running back, and I just like that 5.5 reception line there. Um, I think Darnold is going to be looking for him, and I think that's one that's going to hit. You know, you you look at like the anytime score, and C-Mac is a minus 250 anytime score. Forget that. I would never t- like that's absurd. Why would I take a minus 250 anytime score? Um, I get it. He's probably gonna. I mean, he has a good chance of getting in, but I don't know. You never know how the game flow is going to occur. So no, I would never take that bet. I would prefer like a reception bet as an over 5.5 receptions or something like that. But for that game, if you are betting tonight, I like the under more than any of those. Uh, the under the c receptions are what I prefer. If I were going with a spread, it would actually be Texans plus eight, which I know probably surprises a lot of people, but eight's a lot of points. And this is the NFL, Houston's at home. So I don't know, I'm not gonna again, I'm not gonna be betting that one. But that's that's where I'd go. And I would just go with the statistics there. And statistics say they cover around 62% of the time. So I'll ride that. And then uh, again, you can buy points, you know, the under 43, if you feel more comfortable buy one point, and go with the 44, you know, parlay the Panthers money line, as well as that under 44, if you feel more comfortable, and you want to get your odds back. So again, that's something you can do. Okay, moving on. Like I said, we'll always cover the the primetime highlighted game. And then we're going to go into the Lions. And the Lions this week face off against the Baltimore Ravens at home. They are getting seven at home. And once again, the Lions are just a tough team to take the spread with. You really don't know exactly what you're going to get. But one thing that I do like here is once again, I like the over. I think the Panthers can score very easily against against the Lions if I'm being honest, Aaron Jones ran wild last week and you know this is another team who's very run heavy, Tyson Williams, Lamar Jackson. And I'm going to be honest, I think Lamar Jackson rushes for less rushing yards in this game because of the fact that they're able to rush the ball so easily with Tyson Williams, you know, or Latavius Murray, depending on how many carries he gets. So I like the Tyson Williams over uh, 57.5 rushing yards on DraftKings Sportsbook. And then another bet that I like is the over 50. Once again, I think Baltimore can put up 31. They can put up 34 on the line, something like that. It really depends on game flow, but, you know, the Ravens have been scoring a lot of points. They've been giving up a lot of points. You know, they gave up a lot to the Raiders. They gave up a lot to the Chiefs. They were fortunate to come back and win that game. You know, and yeah, again, I think the Lions can score 17. I think they can score 20. And I said this for the Monday night matchup. If they score 17 to 20, the over hits. And I think it's the same story here. So I'm going to ride the over 50. In, in this game. And one thing I want to touch on real quick, because last week in the podcast, I talked about the Baltimore Ravens and Kansas city chiefs. And I said, I was like, I keep going back and forth, but all the experts say KC, all the experts say KC, And right when Baltimore lost and like, this is a lesson for myself. And I just want to say this too, because it's, uh, and bogey had a great quote about this because it's paralysis by analysis. And I watched expert, expert, quote, unquote, expert video. No one's an expert. No one's an expert. We're all just have, we all just have opinions. Some are re- even some are researched, some are not. Some research opinions fail. Some non research opinions win. You know what I mean? So I, it's tough for me to sit here and say someone's an expert, but I try so hard to give you guys the correct picks. Everything I want, I want to give out the correct picks. So I analyze, I analyze, I analyze. And when I first watched the Raiders beat Baltimore, I go, holy shit, bet the house on Baltimore next week. I don't give a shit who's out. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't give a shit what running back they have. I think they're covering this spread. Because when you, like for me, I grew up playing football. I'm sure a lot of people here did. I'm sure a lot of people have watched a ton of football. And, re, and I will tell you this, the most dangerous team is the one with their back against the wall. Baltimore's back, even after the first week, when you're going up against KC in week two and have potential to go 0-2 when you're supposed to be the division winner, your back is up, up against the wall, and you have to play good. You have to play good. You know, look at Tennessee last week. They did the same exact thing, back against the wall. And I'm looking at these games, and I'm loving these games because I'm like, shit, these teams got to rebound. These teams got to rebound. And then a lot of the experts out there are like, no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going with Seattle. I'm going with Seattle. I'm going with Chiefs. Think what Tyreek Hill can do. And I'm just like, God damn it. I should have just listened to myself. So let that be a lesson for who's listening. Let that be a lesson for me because I'm telling you, and this holds true. The most dangerous team is the team with its back against the wall. Okay. So back into today uh, Sunday's picks. We're going on to Sunday's picks now. We're past the Ravens and the Lions, and we're going into my favorite plays. I will always cover Thursday Night Football. I will always cover the Lions. Those are not my favorite plays, but I want to cover them for you guys. My favorite plays for the week, okay? We're starting off against the, with the first one and that is the New Orleans Saints uh, going to New England to face off against the Patriots, okay? The New Orleans Saints in their last 30 games as road underdogs are 22-8 and eight against the spread, okay? That's one statistic that's really nice. I mean, that goes way back, 22-8, and eight, but that really shows the dynamic of the New Orleans Saints and a coach like Sean Payton. You know, you have two great coaches here. You have Bill Belichick, you have Sean Payton, and then two, the New Orleans Saints Following a loss are five and two against the spread. Again, I understand this is different. You have the Drew Brees and Jameis Winston dynamic, but again, you know, this is a very good coach. This is a good defense. This is a solid team. You got Alvin Kamara as your running back receivers and weapons could definitely be better, but we're also talking about the Patriots. How many receivers and weapons do they have? You know? So, and then again, When you move over to the New Orleans, or I'm sorry, when you move over to the New England Patriots side, the Patriots are two, nine, and one against the spread after a straight up win. So a lot of this is pointing to the New Orleans Saints. And again, I get Jameis Winston is the quarterback, you know, and Mac Jones is the quarterback on the other side. Do you see this enough points even being scored for the three to be covered here? I kind of don't, you know, the over under here is 42 and a half. Again, if you want to buy a point and a half, there's no way I really see this going over 44 or something like that. Um, And yeah, I, I just see this being a new uh, New Orleans saints cover here at plus three. You can even buy the half point, So you get the hook. So you're a little safer there. I would feel very comfortable with a 3.5 just because again, you have two good defenses, You have Mac Jones as a rookie quarterback. He's really probably not going to stretch the field. He's probably not going to try and push too heavy. He just wants to protect the ball and let his defense do his thing. So I would be on the Saints plus three here. And I'd also, I mean, 42 and a half is pretty low. That's a little tough, but I might buy a point there. I might buy a a point and a half just to get to the 44. And then you could also get the hook there and do the 3.5. And you could even combine those if you would like. But I think that's a very solid play is the Saints plus three. Again, going off those numbers I gave you before, 22 and eight as road underdogs, five and two following a loss. And the Pats are two, nine and one against the, against the spread after a straight up win. So all of those kind of lead to a New Orleans, New Orleans Saints bounce back. You have two great coaches, you know, when I was dogging the Steelers and I'm back to dogging the Steelers, baby. I love it. Uh, everyone's like, Mark Tomlin, Mark Tomlin. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. But we now we have Sean Payton and Bill Belichick. So two great coaches again. I expect this to be a close, low-scoring game with a lot of field goals, you know? So that's where I like there. Moving on to the next one, we have the Miami Dolphins facing off against the Las Vegas Raiders. To me, you know, the Raiders won two great games, two huge upsets in a row. You know, you play the Ravens, then you play the Steelers. You win both of those. That's pretty good. And to me, you know what that means? It's time for the letdown game. And what better letdown game when the Miami Dolphins are traveling to the to Las Vegas to face off against the Raiders. They're getting four and a half because they're playing quarterback Jacoby Brissett instead of Tua, which is two of that much better right now. I don't know. He's got a muffin for an arm. He, he can move a little bit better. I'll give him that. But all in all. This Miami team comes down to that defense and that's how it's, it's been the past couple of years. We're all, I mean, I like Tua. I want to see him get better, but when I watch him play, I just can't trust that. You know, if he was one of the last picks in a dynasty draft, I probably would have let it slide. I'm being dead serious. I just have no confidence in Tua and Jacoby Brissett is not that bad in his lifetime. He has 31 touchdowns. He has 14 picks. Okay, the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders in their last four are 0 and 4 with uh, covering the spread as home favorites, and the Miami the Miami Dolphins are 4 and 0 against the spread as road underdogs. Four and a half is a good amount of points. I think this defense, Miami's defense, is great. You know, Oakland has had offensive line trouble the past two weeks, and I'm surprised people haven't been able to take advantage of it. I think if you game plan correctly you can really hold this Las Vegas team down. And I think the Miami is going to come in and do that. And I think it's time for a letdown for the Las Vegas Raiders. So I'm going to be going with Miami there. And I did not check the over-under in that game. And I know I'm probably one of the people who says the under the most. But I think this game sets up nice for an under as well because the letdown effect, Miami plays tough. The Oakland has been playing... Tougher defense than usual. You know, Miami probably won't score more than 24. So I could see I could see Miami winning this outright as well. I think even the money line might be a good bet in this one. So that's my second pick there. I like the Dolphins plus four and a half. And moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which you guys know I love the Bengals. I had them projected four wins total. They landed flat on their face last week, sadly, against the Bears. That was just absolutely brutal. What a brutal game all around. But the Bengals are getting three, going to Pittsburgh. Uh, the Steelers potentially have the worst offensive line or, or rush rushing offensive line in the NFL currently. Big Ben has a pack injury. Deontay Johnson has a knee injury. TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Joe Hayden all have groin injuries. Not out, but questionable, okay? And they're gonna probably hold that close to their chest until kickoff. So there's a lot going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers and they weren't clicking even before that. So let's say Deontay Johnson is out. Let's see some of their top defensive players out. You know, this this sets up kind of well for the Bengals. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 0-4 against the spread in their last four as home favorites. The Bengals are one and four in their last five going to Pittsburgh against the spread. So not great there, but the Bengals are nine and three against the spread coming off of a loss. Okay. So that's a that sets up very well. And then again, I I found a statistic uh, last night, actually, where the road underdog. So Cincinnati was a road underdog against the Bears last week. They lost. So the road underdog coming off another one where they're going again as they road underdog. So again, they're going to Pittsburgh as a road underdog. They cover that 62% of the time against the spread. They'll cover that 62% of the time. And essentially, that's just because, you know, like I kind of uh, talked about earlier, when your back is against the wall like that, when you're coming off a road loss, you're kind of like, shit, we got to put together a good performance. We got to figure out a way to go and get this win. We don't want two losses in a row. So I do. I expect Cincy to go out and play very tough in Pittsburgh, uh, especially if those players are down. Since he might ha- is going to have the better offense, they're definitely going to have the better receiving core. I don't know if Pittsburgh will be able to cover all that. Once again, I expect a lower scoring affair. Any time Pittsburgh plays, it's going to be a lower scoring affair for the most part, just because they have not been able to get that offense going. It's it's just slow. Big Ben looks slow, you know, so that's where I'm going to be going on that one. I'm going to be going with the Bengals plus three as well. I like that one a lot. And uh, yeah, I'm taking a lot of plus plays this week, but this next matchup will be a little different because we're moving on to the Dallas Cowboys as they travel to Philly to face off against the Eagles. And I will not be doing a spread pick here. I will actually be going with the over under and you guys have been hearing me go under, 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 under. And now we're going to be going with the over and that is an over 52. So a higher number here, With the Cowboys and the Eagles, both teams are coming off extremely subpar outings for for the offense. You know, Dallas went to um, LA and faced off against the Chargers in which they won. But again, I think they put up 20 or 21. I'm not even sure exactly, but I know it was a a lower scoring affair. Not what anyone expected for that game. They expected that to kind of be a shootout. And it ended up being a very, a very slow game. You know, and then the Eagles as well, last week, they put up a very subpar outing for the offense. And that's one thing that's one, especially if you've played DFS, especially if you're a better, you know what I mean? Like, like me, you guys have heard me over and over, especially with NBA. I would say I ride the stats. I ride the stats, ride the stats. And again, when two offenses who put up 24 plus 24 plus a week go under that the following week, I'm going to go over because they're not going to keep that up. Both offenses are fairly explosive. You know, they are, they are talented. Amari Cooper had a rough week. Ceedee lamb had a rough week. Dak didn't throw for as many yards or as many touchdowns as people thought. Uh, Zeke finally got it going slightly, you know, which was good to see because I have him in some fantasy leagues. Do not give up on him yet. If you are a fantasy owner, Um, people are so quick to sell so quick to sell in fantasy leagues, which if you want to, I'll take them. I'll, I'll offer you a trade, but Telling you, hold on to that. You know, Jalen Hurts is proving that he can really move the ball. Uh, you know, Miles Sanders is, is looking good. Smith is looking good. You know, they got Dallas Goddard and Zach Hertz. It's, it's a solid team. It's a solid team. And I expect both of them to put up a lot of points. Both offenses like to run the hurry up um, in a good amount. And once again, I think this is a matchup that is good for DFS. I think it's also potentially good for SGPs. Because another thing that you need to realize with SGPs is the more people that take them, the more the odds are going to change. So if you target games that uh, some might not be on the over or you know they, they'll be looking more under or something like that, I haven't looked at where the public is going in this game, so I don't know for sure. But I could see this game as being one that not as many people take for an SGP or in terms of DFS. And I think it actually could have some upside. So that's where I'll be going with that one. And really that's kind of it for all of today's picks. You know what I mean? I like to cover the Thursday night football. I like to cover uh, the lions. My favorites are, you know, the top two that I like are the saints Patriots. I actually have started going in order of, of the games that I like. Um, and another game that I did like that I'll talk about briefly is the LA chargers, the LA Chargers traveling to the Chiefs to face off against the Chiefs at home. You know, it, it is tough going against the Kansas City Chiefs after coming off a rough loss like that. They're going to be out for blood. But man, I, I've talked about this for some time, and that defense is brutal. Brutal. I, I said for years that I didn't think the Kansas City Chiefs would win a Super Bowl because of that defense, and they did. They got their Super Bowl, and they did surprise me in that a little bit. But man, you, you saw last year. You really saw last year when they faced Tampa, they need to increase that defense. I don't think they'll win the AFC championship with the defense the way it is right now. I think someone could surprise them. And I don't know. And the Chiefs are like one of my favorite teams in the league. Uh, And you can even, if you think I'm a, a fair weather fan, you can go look at me with a Priest Holmes jersey on going to Lions games and having Lions fans scream in my face because Priest Holmes and Larry Johnson were actually like the two guys who made me want to become a running back when I was growing up. So, and I was a running back my whole life. And then, you know, then came Jamal Charles. Um, You know, they just had some sweet running backs. I mean, they always have. Kareem Hunt before he did that stupid shit. And then, I mean, Clyde's okay. Clyde Edwards, I don't think he's that good. But he fills in nice. You know, he can catch the ball. He's a smaller guy. But, again, uh, I think it's going to be a close game. (laughs) I think both teams are going to score a lot. So, yeah, that would be like a a last – Last pick I would have, you know, that could be a good SGP uh, one to target as well. You know, Mike Williams has been on fire. Keenan Allen's been catching everything. And then you got on the other side, you got Tyreek Hill, you got Travis Kelsey, you could try like a Pringle score, or something like that, you know, so that could be a pretty, a pretty solid game to target as well. So, Again, those are my picks and plays for today. I hope they meshed up with some of yours. I hope if not, you got some high quality information because that is the goal, guys. My goal isn't out here just being like, hey, let's just take whatever Matt has. That's not it as well, because if I'm being honest, if I wouldn't have went six and one in Monday Night Football, I would have a pretty brutal record right now. I think I was hitting around 30, 35 percent. Monday Night Football boosted me up to around 50, maybe a little even above 50, just a bit, but Monday night football saved my ass, but that's how it goes. That's how it goes. You can expect those, you know, I'm going to have some off days, but I can promise you, I'm going to have those six and one days. Uh, Last year, I had a 14 and two day. I won't always give out that many picks because I do like to protect myself a little bit. But you guys have seen me in nba you know i called five triple doubles in one day twice i called five triple doubles in one night i've called three triple doubles probably 10 plus times so yeah cold streaks do happen but this information is correct sometimes you're just like you're writing opportunities you're writing targets you're writing red zone touches and sometimes it doesn't work out just like the nba but at the end of the day the pick that doesn't always mean the pick was wrong because if like for NBA, uh, for example, if you're taking someone to get like 20 points and they take 25 shots and they don't hit, then you're like, damn, I did, you know, they did what I thought they didn't, they just didn't make the shots. You know, we're not the ones shooting the shots. We're not the one trying to run the football in. Sometimes someone gets tackled by their shoestring and you miss a, a damn rushing prop by two yards, <laughs> David Montgomery. But uh, that, that's just how it goes. So as always, guys, I just try and give you the best information possible. The games that I see having nice angles here. And again, like for the Cowboys and Eagles, I think you can have a nice Amari Cooper bounce back. I think you can have a good uh, Dak Prescott bounce back, a CD Lamb reception. I would see him getting like eight receptions, six, six to eight receptions, you know, so there is good bounce back narrative here for both offenses to keep an eye on. Okay, so keep that in mind with your SGP. I will have my Thursday night article out tonight. As always, I'm not sure when this podcast is going to drop, maybe tonight. If not, regardless, my information will always be posted with Thursday Night Football on the Detroit Sports Betters Facebook page. My Monday Night Football article will always be posted on Monday for unless I'm going somewhere I need to post it early. Okay, so again... We appreciate you guys keep telling people about Detroit sports better. Tell the tell people about the wins we have, tell people about the information we have. We have, you know, we are on Twitter. We are on discord. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. You know, it's awesome. We have our video series coming as well. Starting off with Brandon Moreno, UFC champion of the world. He just signed another fight with Davison Figueroa. This will be the third matchup after the draw. Brandon Moreno victory. And then this is the third one here. And myself and Sully will be going out there in October to talk to him about his upcoming matchup. And then after that, we'll probably have like Tori Krug or something like that. And then from there, we're just going to see what happens. You know, we're going to try and again, we're trying to give you guys the best information possible. We want to give you an inside look at athletes around the world. And this is exciting, man. I, I love, love, love NFL season. Michigan State is sick. Michigan is sick. Even though I still have my doubts, I think they're running the football a little too much. Uh, I'd like to see them, open, them up, open it up a little bit more. Because um, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit if Michigan is undefeated unless they beat Michigan State or Ohio State. I do not care anymore. Don't show me winning records when you lose to MSU or OSU. I do not care. And that's how every Michigan fan should be. The goal is championships. The goal is Big Ten titles, not average. Who all of a sudden were okay with complacency, like being average? No, dude. If they need to beat MSU, they need to beat OSU. And I'm getting off, off topic a little bit here, but Michigan ruins my college season year after year, and I'm just praying this one is not it, okay? So as always, guys, I am Matt Koalas from Detroit Sports Batters. I appreciate you guys tuning into the podcast as always available on apple and spotify if you have not please subscribe to us please leave us a review please leave us a like if we've given you any wins at all okay please we appreciate it it helps spread the word it helps grow this group because you know as you guys have seen we've been doing giveaways we we want to give give back and give you guys everything we can because we appreciate you So, again, let's get it this week. Good luck tonight in this nasty Thursday night football game. And uh, looking forward to Sunday and Monday. All right, guys? So, again, Matt Koalas from Detroit Sports Betters, and I am out. Good luck. Peace out, y'all.